Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Jesse Drama, and this is another episode of the Free From 9 to 5 podcast. I'm down here in San Diego, California, and I got to interview the one, the only, Jason Smith. Jason is a guy I've known for a lot of years. Um, definitely uh, really, really smart when it comes to the health and wellness industry. Um, isn't just a personal trainer, but has actually created online programs for people for the fitness industry. Uh, but he's so much more than that as well. He's he's a he loves himself some entrepreneurship, loves himself cryptocurrency, NFTs, and uh, just an absolute blast to talk about. Talks about stories about owning a traditional business, uh, his aspirations for uh, venture capitalism, and uh, just such a such a awesome interview uh and i really hope you guys enjoy it so uh yeah with that um i want to give it up to our friends from kartra hey what's going on you guys i want to talk to you about kartra Kartra uh, is not a sponsor of this podcast, but I am an affiliate with Kartra and highly recommend it to anybody uh, who is in the internet online marketing game. Uh, it, it is basically a one-stop shop, everything under one roof, uh, email marketing, funnels, membership sites. Uh, you can create an affiliate program with it. Uh, it pretty much does it all and it is fantastic. Uh, the best part about it is simple. I've I've tried the other guys. I've tried a lot of different companies out there and uh, it is very simple and I highly recommend it. So definitely test drive it. You can you can you can uh, get your hands on it for one dollar, fourteen day trial, and uh, I, I promise you you will not regret it. Uh, assuming you go through the videos and follow their step by step guide. So definitely check it out. If you need the affiliate link for it, uh, feel free to email me at jesse at belvinmedia.com and I will give you my direct affiliate link so you can try it one dollar. 14-day trial, and uh, I promise you will not regret it. All right. Thank you so much, Kartra. Next, of course, no podcast would be complete without our friends slash partnership with Digital Diamond Hunter. Hey, what's going on, you cryptocurrency fanatics? I wanted to talk about Digital Diamond Hunter really quickly. If you've ever been wondering how to find the next cryptocurrency that goes 10x, 20x, or hey, even 100x, look no further. Digital Diamond Hunter has weekly hidden diamond reports that will help put you ahead of the game. I have to be honest, I was one of those people that got involved in cryptocurrency uh, when everybody else did, made a bunch of money, lost a bunch of money, and then decided, I'm, I'm pretty much done, I'm pretty much good. It wasn't until a good friend of mine put me on to Digital Diamond Hunter and uh, I was able to get the weekly hidden diamond reports that it really did help me like get going. I mean, it's crazy what it's been able to do so far. I have a feeling we're we're in for some real craziness in the cryptocurrency space. Uh, possibly another bull run here coming shortly, and you don't want to miss out. I recommend nobody else other than Digital Diamond Hunter. They have different payment methods, including being able to pay for your membership in cryptocurrency, and uh, I, I highly recommend checking them out. If you do, tell them Jesse Belvin sent you, and. Uh, yeah, enjoy. And last but certainly not least, let's give it up to our amazing friends from Enagic. Hey, get this. People everywhere are discovering the life-changing power of Kangen water. Water is the most important substance in the world, but not all water is created equal. According to National Geographic, bottled water is a drain on the environment. The U.S. public goes through 50 billion water bottles a year, and the majority isn't even recycled. Now, get, get this, tap water isn't, isn't really the answer either. 1.8 billion people utilize drinking water that's contaminated with fecal matter. Gross. Now, common water, on the other hand, is an antioxidant-rich, healthy water for revitalizing cells and a healthy alternative to regular tap and bottled water. The Enagic Kangen machines filter out chlorine and other impurities from tap water, then separates the hydrogen and oxygen with a process known as electrolysis. According to studies, those who drink hydrogen-rich water show a substantial increase in their antioxidant enzymes and a massive decrease in the acid in their urine. On top of that, there's been evidence of increased good cholesterol and decreasing of the bad cholesterol. Yeah, there's a big difference. So if you're big on health, and I know I am, make sure you visit Enagic.com and get yourself hydrated correctly today. Just make sure when checking out, 
you use the referral number 730-9993 and put my name, Jesse Belvin. I've been an affiliate with Enagic for a long time and absolutely love what the company is about. So remember, change your water and change your life. All right, with that, let's get it cracking. Five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. The taste tester of modern entrepreneurship is here. Bring them out. It takes money to make money. Featuring episodes covering industries like e-commerce, cryptocurrency, online marketing, and so much more. My goal is just to bring opportunity to you guys. This is the Free From 9 to 5 podcast. Major show alert. With Jesse Drama. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Jesse Drama, and this is another episode of the Free From 9 to 5 podcast. Today, I've got Jason Smith, uh, who is uh, fucking awesome. Uh, so let, before we get into uh, the questions and interviewing him and all this stuff, I, I met Jason um, through, well, a, a, a friend who is uh, no longer with us, uh, Jan Reynolds, and um, we uh, just connected, I think, over the phone, and it was yeah. like this this guy was like, okay, so he's like, obviously in great shape, does personal training. But every time I talk to him, it's like, oh, yeah, he's actually like a really smart business mind, too. And um, just real quick, are you down? I know this, I always ask people where they're from. Are you in Louisiana? Where are you? Where no, are you I'm in I'm in Texas, right outside of Dallas. Oh, okay, awesome. Okay. So we love Texas. Um, yeah. But uh, so okay, so he's Obviously, uh, now do you consider yourself like a personal trainer or are you just into fitness and meal plans? Like, how, what do you consider yourself? A businessman, a renaissance businessman, if you will. <laughs> I've done a little bit of everything, tasted a lot, a lot, you know. Uh, yeah, when it comes to fitness, I would say I'm more like an online instructor, fitness instructor, if you will. Yeah, I just kind of guide people into their goals. Okay, that's, I like that. I like that. So we, we, uh, I had all this shit planned. I, I always send people questionnaires and I'm like, all right, Hey man, this is what I'm going to fucking ask you. Um, <laughs> and, and then, and you know, cause I try to talk to people in all different industries and it was so funny because I'm actually waiting for, um, for my wife to get off the computer. I was like, Oh man, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get, get the setup going. And then he starts talking to me about NBA top shop uh, top shot. And I was like, Oh shit. And if you guys remember, there was an episode, I think like episode two, shout out to Kyle Finley. Kyle Finley tries to like talk to me about coming on to the podcast, talk about NBA top shot. Yeah. And I was like, no, I was like, you can do it. But man, I, in my head, I was like, this sounds fucking stupid. And, <laughs> and of course I'm in it now and I'm like all totally hooked on this. And then Jason here is like, oh yeah, I'm in, in line waiting for a card drop right now. In, uh, yeah. NBA I keep top checking. Shot. <laughs> so we started talking about that and then I thought, well, I'm going to, I'm going to get some of these questions in, but I actually, we're talking right now about NFTs and, and cryptocurrency and all that shit. And it's because it really is, um, as you guys see the United States continue to print money and spend money and be just, just complete morons, uh, in the government, uh, never has there been a bigger time to get your hands on um, alternative uh, income, I suppose. I don't know what you would call, I mean, alternative, not fiat, right? Like, so something yeah. different than government has their hands on. And um, and so uh, we were just talking about, uh, my wife and I are actually talking about NFTs and, and getting her going in NFTs. And then we were talking about how crazy it is that th there's like value in just like random shit. So it's like how you carry yeah. yourself, what, what you decide there's value in. So um, I was like, hey, just just stop talking. We're gonna just fucking press play and we're just gonna go with this because uh, I think it'll be kind of fun to have a podcast episode where we're like kind of like mid conversation. But so Jason, like, what do you think about like, 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 like you know, like shoes, right? So like how shoes are even. I'm not. A, I'm not a uh, one of those. Uh, what do you call those? Like foot sneakerheads. Sneakerhead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, me neither. Um, but it's it's that that's kind of like what we're talking about, right? Like anything yeah. at all. Like this pen, right? I'm holding up a pen right now. Um, it, it, it's just amazing that these there's just so much value in just random shit. What do you think about that? Alternative assets. Alternative assets are definitely my, one of my biggest focus. And that's that's funny. It was never that way. You know, it was always uh, like I said, the goal was always 
angel investing, you know, in, in the big picture, yeah. real estate, long-term equity, et cetera. Not that I'm not still on that train, but yeah, alternative assets are blowing up. Everything and anything can be an NFT or, or connected to an NFT. That's the thing, you know, like with sneakers, you know, you can attach um, an NFT to a sneaker purchase and verify that you bought those sneakers and they were real, not some fakes from Alibaba or DHgate, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, man, it's the, it's, we've seen 0.2% of what NFTs are going to be. That's I believe that. Crazy to me because it's like, like, okay, so everybody has this like fear, you know, what uh, FOMO, FOMO, fear of missing out, like, you yeah. know, everyone, but it, 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 I, I really think we are at the very beginning of all this. And it's like, it's kind of like, uh, I, yeah. I, I think about it like when I think about how small earth is in comparison to like multiple universes and all that shit. And it's like, every time they, they, they zoom out you're thinking, holy fuck, like, man, this we is are like small. small, right? So yeah. that's what I think about when I think about like the crypto industry and shit like that. It's like, we, we see Bitcoin and we're like, holy fuck, like it's huge. And and I've already missed out. And then all, the no. altcoins, are <laughs> right? like, no, man, fucking get yeah. your hands on it now. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you can, if you can, people buying in at 50,000, 60,000, uh, they're not, yeah, it's the FOMO thing. They're not looking forward to, they're not looking far enough into the future, you know, five, 10, you know, years from now, even if you're 50 years old, you know, we can live to 70, 80, hundred years old now. And with technology expanding every day, Bitcoin being 300 K. Yeah. Bitcoin becoming 300 K a million in the future is not out of the, out of the question you know well i don't know the cap i'm not a financial financier or whatever you know but yeah there's now is the time now is the time and if you missed out five years ago you know put 50 to 100 hours of of, of research into this nft crypto world and you'll be fine you'll make good decisions yeah so so you're 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 you uh we we like have this small circle i swear myself mm. kyle a couple other people were like we're every conversation we're all in on the same shit we're all in on the same projects uh jason is 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 like wired exactly the same so here's right. okay we know you're in we know you're in like the <laughs> nfts you know uh, uh alternative assets right? right so we get that so let's talk about how you got your start right so we're here sure. in 2001 um uh, tell us about how you got here, when, when you started your entrepreneurial journey, and how you got here. I forget what, I guess it would have been 2014, yeah, early 2014, like 2013. I was, I always wanted to be either a doctor or, you know, a nurse practitioner, a nurse, something of, of the sort like that. I wanted to help people. I heard Will Smith say something when I was younger. He said, if you're not helping people, then you're basically just wasting time. If you want to find the meaning to life, help people, right? My grandpa's yeah. always instilled that in me. And so I've always tried to act on that because it always feels good and it works and it's true, right? And uh, I get about two years, two and a half years into nursing school and I was like, man, this is not for me. <laughs> <This> <laughs> I am on the path to dropping out big time. And I was like, you know, I, I would sit in class and just go crazy because I'd have so, these, I noticed the older I got, the more ideas I had in my head and I, and it just started driving me crazy. So I dropped out, couldn't handle it. Um, and I was like, how can I help people do what I love and make money at the same time? And personal training just seemed easiest to me. You don't need a lot to start off with, you know, um, you need to get certified a few hundred bucks, I think it was 500 bucks. And you don't need a gym membership, nothing. You know what I mean? It seemed very simple, you know, kind of like selling lemonade. You know, that's how I saw it. I was like, okay, I can do that. I can do that. I've been working out. I've been an athlete my whole life. Uh, and so I started working out when I was 13. And so, and I, I had missed a total of two weeks total. By the time I started personal training, I'd missed only two weeks. My whole career lifting weights. So I started. I was upset, obsessed with it. Never missed the workout. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. And so I jumped into it. 
as I needed to make money immediately. And once I saw how easy it was to make the money, that was it. It was over. It was game over. I wanted to, that's all I cared about business. Now, do you think, um, this is not even a question I gave you, but now it just popped into my head. So you say, uh, it was easy for you, right? And obviously, um, guys, for, for, for those of you that don't understand how we record these, we do riverside.fm. It's a program we absolutely like obsess over. Um, and then as of right now, we're just doing audio. So I can see him. You guys probably won't be able to see him when this is done edited, but the dude is built like a, like a house. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and, and as you know, I've made no votes about it. I actually, I'm on his program. I think it's fucking awesome. And it's, it's really helped me already. And I'm only like a little over a month in and it's, 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 I'm already sending like shirtless photos to my brothers, like flexing on them. But anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, that's um, awesome. you said it was easy, right? And that's, that's my, my question for you is, do you think it was easy? Like John Smith starts it, or do you think you're wired different? Like, what do you, what do you think about that? Yeah. I think there's a level of talent that goes into anything. You know, uh, I wasn't, naturally talented and skillful with, uh, um, with books, you know, reading books or, st- or, you know, reciting and memorizing information for nursing school. But if someone had said, Hey man, can you make me a workout plan? When I was 15, I could give you 12 of them. You know what I mean? Immediately on top of just immediately, I could give you an entire 10, 15 different workouts. I could look at your body and tell and you're like, okay, you need to bring this up. You need to bring this up. You need to, Stop doing deadlifts like yeah. this. You need to start. I can. It, it took. It was just second nature to me. And I think that's a huge, you know, factor in being successful in what you do. Is if you don't love it or are interested in it, you're just not going to be enthusiastic enough to be good at it, for very long at least. You know. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. and you know, it's 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 a it's a uh it's an interesting thing when somebody has a knack for something when they're talented at something. But, you know, we've talked about this on other episodes, too. There's wasted talent, too, right? So there's people that are talented yeah. and shit and, like, get off their ass. And, um, and I think that's really cool. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing when talent and, like, actual effort and hard work actually meet. And right. good things happen. I was actually shocked uh, by the size of, of your clientele. I was like, holy fuck. I was like, man, that, that's actually – you've helped a lot of people. That's not just like some, oh, this guy is just in shape and he's just – clowning on a few people and then that's it it's like no it's like actually a fuck ton of people you you've helped and um so he he develops me this program really really awesome uh he uh, he says hey send me some befores right and i'm like i'm totally embarrassed i'm like oh my god everybody always is man everyone hates that part (laughs) i was thinking myself man if if, if i ever piss this dude off and he leaks these (laughs) (laughs) i've never thought about that i've never (laughs) never one time has that crossed that's hilarious. But for real, man, like it was, it was, um, it was amazing. And, and it's not just from the physical aspect, like, you know, working out and shit. Um, it was from the, uh, you know, we, we preach, I'm a content guy. I love creating content on a podcast, YouTube blogging. I fucking love it all. Um, and I'm constantly looking to get better in other aspects. And it's so crazy that we are so afraid. I've known about his program for years and I was like, Oh man, I should reach out, but I'm like, God, I don't know. Like it's it's almost like a it's just weird. And then you finally do it, and it's like, oh fuck, amazing, right? You you somebody has what you want, and then all of a sudden they they show you the way to do it, and right. then and it works, and it speeds everything up. And it's like you can you can take that for business investing, whatever. Or if you're you know this is free from nine to five. If you're one of the seventy percent of the United States workforce that hates their job. And you've got a friend yeah. who's killing it outside of a job. Fucking ask him. Talk to him. If ask. they have a coaching, team, take it. Right? Yeah. Yes. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's it's insane to me, man. And so, anyways, I didn't want to spend too much time being like, oh yeah, and I'm working out. And this is fucking amazing. But, <laughs> but truthfully, it's like uh, we've gotten it to a point too. I was like, I was like, oh man, I am very busy. I've got my hands in on everything. And like, how am I going to work out? I think that was even one of the things I even told you. I'm like, fuck, I don't know how I'm going to work out. And then all right. of a sudden, it's like. You get so serious on it um, that it's like everything kind of actually takes like everything is now secondary to the working out. I'm like, no, that's happening. Uh, you know, my 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 daughter's starving to death right there. I'm like, I'm gonna go work out. You're gonna just sit there and starve to death. You're gonna be all right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll make it. 
It's called tough love. <laughs> I'll be back. An hour and a half, I promise I'll be back. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's all it takes. It's just you have to prioritize it. And when you – that's that's one of the things. When you pay for something uh, and you find someone you believe in, it's – you know, branding is all about the person or the people, you know, pushing the brand behind it when it really comes down to it. And if you believe in it, you'll prioritize it when you can see that it's going to help you. Clear as day. Yeah. That's the whole that's the whole basis of my program right there. Well, and we'll talk about how you've kind of maneuvered from that to other things. Of uh, but I just want to say on that real quick because obviously the majority of your stuff, I believe, has been online. And I actually think, by the way, just side note, that was actually one of the things. So obviously you're in good shape, but that was one of the things too, is I was like, you were like posting about clients and like how they were looking. And that was the thing I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, these guys are like taking this online shit and they're looking like that. I'm like, this is yeah. insane to me. So, so, and, and, and I, I get it. And I'm only, a, I'm not one of those people that's like, you know, I'm like a month in, I'm like, oh, look at these gains. I'm like, no, I get it. It's, it's a long process, but already I feel different. And I think that that's, that's, that's probably the best part is not so much how I feel on the outside or how I look on the outside. It's like how I just feel in general being back in the gym. And up and, here um, too, in your head. Yeah. Exactly, man. And like, you know, I'll go up to somebody, I'll be like, yo, are you almost done with that? Like, are you almost done? I feel like you should be almost done with that bench press. You've been on there a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, man, but it really, it's funny. And you know, it, I know we joke about it, but man, it really does. It, it, it instills a level of confidence in people that a lot of times they've never had before. People, yeah. people would come to me one way you know, as the person they were before they started the plan and people that actually stuck to it and gave it, you know, some effort months, years later, they're an entirely different human being now. And I'm not saying I, it's solely because I gave them the best program in the world, but I've seen countless times. I've spent a lot of time in the gym, spent a lot of time doing this and I've seen a lot of people change, man, when you're health, when you're eating healthy food and you're exercising especially if you don't do that a lot already you don't realize how much it improves your overall quality of life in so many ways man so many and when you feel good your mental state's better obviously you're more confident you're a better person it's that simple it really is i i was in um I, I, I was in Las Vegas and um, I had i had told him i'm like oh i got this like mini fridge and this mini microwave i was like so i guess like, right I actually do like like I knew I was gonna get fucked up when I was there. I was like, I'm I'm gonna be drinking while I'm out in Vegas. Like I right. I, I don't know. I I can't not do that if I'm out there because I don't drink normally. I'm like I I keep it pretty clean yeah. over here. Yeah. Um, but I just remember feeling, and this was when I knew, man, this was a great program. I was like, I am uh, I'm coming home, or I'm like it's like the last day, and I was like itching to get home and get yep. back on just chicken and steak, and, and I was like, <laughs> I need to get home. Get this shit out of my body. I was like, yeah, back to. Um, so that's what I knew. That's what I was like. Oh my god, this is like, this is like, forget how I look. I mean, I am looking better, but I'm like, forget how I look. I'm, I'm mentally, I'm like, I got to get back there. And I think that that was really cool because in the past I would have been like, let's uh, let's get some in and out when we get home. It's a long drive. It's like five and a half hours. Let's get some in and out, you know. And so, um, yeah, don't do that anymore. But hey, my question for you is, uh, in this section, this this period of your life, uh. Uh, what, what would you say is like the best moment you've had as a, as an online fitness instructor, meal plan maker? Like, what would you say is the best moment you had? When I started, when I realized how much money I could make online and how many people I could turn that money, I could turn, I, I could turn that money into touching way more way more lives i could help way more people i could scale quickly yeah. and you know that's that's that was the best moment i remember i was i think three years in right in, i was in like toward the end of my third year in training and I, I was i was doing better you know i was training groups of people so making okay money uh and then i started changing up my content Content is king, as I learned right then. Content is king. Um, I learned that, okay, if I get certain content out there to enough people and 
I make it relatable, they'll realize they can do the same shit. Except I've been doing this a lot longer, so they'll hopefully come to me and hire me to help them get to the point that I'm at. And next thing you know, I've got so many inquiries and I've got so many online clients, I can it's it's hard to train my in-person clients. And that kept on going. Next thing you know, I'm solely online. And That's that was the best moment for sure right there. Not having so just being at being at Gulf Shores or at Disney World and just being able to work, if not make more money while I'm on vacation. That was when it was a, it was kind of a taste of financial freedom, if you will. Yeah, man. That you listen. If, if if you're sitting out there and you're like, "Fuck, I, I want this life. I got to figure out how to get this life." I will tell you, the the best moment, the oh my gosh moment, like like, and it's usually the first time it happens, like the pinch me moment is yep. you go on vacation with X amount of dollars in your bank account, and you come back from vacation with more money. With more, account. yeah, yeah. That was and that was interesting. They're like working a job and they're like, they've saved or the, the boss gives them a vacation amount. Like yeah. there's like this, there's just this, like, we've got to spend this, but we are going backwards as soon as this happens and we'll recover. Yep. I'm like, fuck all that. Like, this is why I absolutely love it. We, we go to Vegas, get fucked up for like a week, come back. And it was like, wow, there's more money in our account than when we left. And that is liberating for sure. Absolutely. So, so with that, we know what the, the best moment, what would you say is like the, the hardest or worst moment you have faced, uh, as let's, let's, you know what, this might actually be a good segue as an entrepreneur, let's just say yeah. that maybe not so much in the fitness industry, but just period. What's the hardest moment you've had as an entrepreneur? Well, <laughs> besides when the government shut everything down, uh, yeah. cause that's just a given besides that, uh, it's a tough one. I would say, ah, okay. The worst moment as just a businessman, entrepreneur, whatever you would call it, was the realization that delegating is much harder than I thought it would be. Ooh, yeah, I like that. you know, like people, you you let people work under your brand, and. Well, they're not you, obviously, and you go into it when you're young and dumb. You go into it with the mindset that oh, they work for you. They should answer to you all the time. They should this, 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 which is it's. I mean, technically, it's true, but if you keep that mindset, you won't get anywhere quickly, and they'll just start ripping off your brand. You know, they'll start getting getting paid and not you know for things under your brand and not telling you. They'll, you know all types of stuff like that. And so I would say, yeah, learning that delegation was, is a whole different beast than just running a company and being, and growing a brand, you know? Yeah. That's actually funny you said that. Cause uh, one of the things that we, we really ramped up in uh, 2021 was uh, we had a monster year last year, but this year we were like, we could have another monster year this year, but we really want to like try to scale, like really scale. Yeah. And you know, we got on a team and, um, and I'll, I'll just say, yeah, I'm there, there are definite, uh, hiccups. We'll just, we'll just say that there's Leave definite hiccups in that <laughs> process because we're bringing people on and you know, the, the mindset, nobody can do what you do better than you. Right. Of course. So, it's not their dream. They're not, not supposed to. Exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. And so you've, you've got to really figure out a way to keep, keep your people motivated um, keep it a, uh, uh, I guess like a, you know, I would say a more of a positive, uh, environment, uh, yeah, but also not get walked over, you know? So that's, that's a, that's another thing too. So it's kind of a balance, man. And it's, it's not easy. It's not, everyone thinks I even thought, I thought, oh, this would be fucking cake, right? Like it's not cake. It's really not. <laughs> yeah. I thought, de- <laughs> so funny you say that. I thought delegating was going to be the best part. I was like, oh, this shit's easy. I'm going to fucking hire these five guys and I'm not going to do jack shit. And it's quite the opposite, dude. It's quite the opposite. <laughs> I learned very quickly that if you hire someone to do the thing that you're the best at, well, they're not going to be as good at it as you a lot of times, especially yeah. not for your brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's backwards is from what I saw. I like that. I'm going to hire these five people, and I'm not going to do jack shit. And like yeah, I'm that, 
I think everybody too, like, yeah, I got my start in network marketing. And I think that that was actually one of my, um, one of my original thoughts on going into that yeah. industry was I was like, fuck, I'll just, I'll have this army, yeah. they'll all, they'll all want it, right? They'll all want it, they'll self-motivate, <laughs> fucking shit. I get these people on, I'm good, you know, I can go party. No, no, none of that is true. And, Literally none uh, of it. <laughs> <laughs> there's almost more work to do after you delegate, right? After you, yeah, after right. You, uh, you, 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 it's like a manager, plus you're probably filling in in different aspects. If things go wrong, you're still kind of there. Um, but the, Big time. the best part is that you're, you fucking make some money. Like you make more money if you, if you do it right. So you, there, there is that. And, um, if you do it right. Keywords. If you do it right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you do it wrong, it's going to be bad. But uh, yeah. yeah, so, okay, so transitioning here. You, and I'm actually, I don't get jealous over anybody. Right. Uh, I'm like, oh, this guy's doing his thing, journey, his journey, his journey. It's all different, right? Right. One of the things that you got into that I actually thought was cool, I thought was really fucking cool, and I, I've actually talked to you about it, um, is hemp haulers. So yeah, uh, Jason Smith. <laughs> Jason Smith, for those of you that don't know, um, and I'm actually, I'm, I'm from Washington. Washington was like huge for, uh, everybody wanted to start their own trucking business out there. Every, my correct. circle was like correct. Eastern European guys, and they're like, what the fuck are, you know, Russians, like, let's start our own trucking business. Yep. And I was like, oh, that's, that's an interesting gig. And then all of a sudden, right, uh, with cannabis uh, becoming, uh, you know, legal per state, right, we're all kind of, I think, uh, we're all kind of waiting for federally legal, right? That's kind of what we're all Right, that's for, what we're right? all hanging on, hanging on for, yeah. Okay. But Washington was one of the earlier states with legalization, yeah. Yeah, well, so you start this hemp haulers thing, and tell us about that process, um, and then tell us about, like, the obviously the difficulties that you've had uh, with that, because I, I will tell you, it was a, it's a very cool project, um, it shows that you're, you're like you said in the beginning, you're not in here for one thing. You're like, no. you're in here to fucking world domination, right? You want your hands in on everything. And I obviously, everybody who's listening knows my story, knows I respect the hell out of that. So tell us about that. What what got you into the industry? Yeah, I, I, I've always wanted to put my hands all, I just, I love the game. I love the business game. Yeah. It's just a big video game, but it's real life. So I, I can't understand, I, my brain can't figure out why people would go to a nine to five. Because you could just, the alternative is playing a huge video game for the rest of your mm -hmm. life, but you're in it, right? So with the hemp haulers, that's really what, it, here's what happened. I have always looked at gold rushes, if you will, you know, rushes before they bubble or even ones that don't bubble. And I, I saw hemp become federally legal. And that month, literally that month, January what, 2019, I was like, okay, how can I, I, so just for, for context here, I, in my, in my third year of Tribus Fitness, my fitness, online fitness company, I started, I wanted more in, I wanted another stream of income in case shit hit the fan. Like I got hurt in the gym or I couldn't, I don't, you know, whatever. I wanted to play more in the game and I wanted another source of income. So I started an ATM business. I got up some money. I took a loan out on my car that I owned and I started a damn ATM business, put a couple in some bars. When I moved to Colorado, I moved those ATMs to dispensaries, started making a shit ton of money with those. And I sold that company and I was like, okay, you know, I've got that source of income. The cannabis industry is obviously fucking lucrative. <laughs> But I was like, how can I play in the cannabis game without being subject to federal prosecution, right? Scared me. Yeah. It was, it, that, was, that was pure fear that made me. Sure. And so I was like, okay, well, hemp became legal, and I just sold that company that month. So I was like, well, this is perfect timing. This is a sign. I need to, you know, I need to do something. I was like, okay, you know, and so – I'm a big history buff, right? So I know a lot about the gold rush. I know a lot about the oil rush, the lumber rush, all of these. And the beer rush, the alcohol trades back in, you know, the yeah. IPA days. And so I, I, the East India trading days. So I was like, okay, how, how can I, how can I take advantage of this? You know, get my foot in the door without a ton of capital. Cause I didn't have a ton of capital, you know, I'm not swimming in tons of money. And I was like, okay. The people that made a lot of money, more secure money during the gold rush, for example, using the gold rush, um, 
were the people that not necessarily the people that were mining for gold, digging for gold, you know, they were hit or miss, you know, one out of 10 of them got rich, maybe. Huh? Once you sold the equipment. Thank you. I, that's exactly what I said. I said, who made the money in the gold rush? The motherfuckers that sold the picks and the axes and the <laughs> nets, whatever. This, you know. And so I was like, okay, so how can I be in the cannabis industry and be of service to the can? Because Jan, uh, you know, rest in peace, our boy Jan taught me a lot about being a service to an industry because he was an oil field service company, if you will, in a lot of ways, you know, and I thought it was brilliant. So I used Jan, I, Jan's idea and I was like, okay, I'm going to get into the hemp industry as a service company. I'm going to help all these farmers and all these people that, because everyone and their mom and their mom's dog wanted a hemp farm, a cannabis farm, right? So I was like, okay, how can I be of service to them? And I was like, okay, well, I have to solve a problem. That's what Elon always says. You have to solve problems. And uh, Naval uh, Ravikant, I think is how you say his name. He's been saying that. I've been listening to him say that for a long time. So I said, okay, how can I solve a problem? And I noticed one of the problems people were having were all these farmers were getting busted with, you know, the the, the transport, the, the truck drivers. These random just truck drivers were getting busted with weed. And it wasn't weed, it was hemp. And so the problem they were having were was was transporting it, right? And I was like, okay, well, that's just common sense. Don't transport it that way. <laughs> it's pretty, you know, don't hire a 50-something-year-old trucker who has no idea what the difference between weed and hemp is, if you will, you know, in that context. Don't hire him to, to move your 400, because, you know, hemp was going for thousands of pounds, thousands of dollars a pound. And I was like, why would these guys hire someone who has no idea what they're carrying? That dude's not prepared to protect a half a million dollar worth of assets, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I put together a team of people that could do that. And I, I came up with, this is why I like to say, I, I guess I am kind of an entrepreneur, not just a businessman, because I do think of innovative things in certain situations. And the way, right. And the way we innovated was I ran, we ran smaller rigs that didn't look like your typical rig, right? You, you wouldn't have even known we were hot shots. We didn't even look like a hot shot. And we ran the hemp all over the country like that. And we were over-documented. So we over-delivered when we ran it because we got popped it. You named the border patrol. We got popped there down in McAllen and Arizona and Cali, Tijuana, you name the place, bro. We've been there and we've dealt with them and all their German shepherds. And to get through all that, I knew we had to have some kind of innovative system in place. And it worked. It was working. It was going great. Um, It was the most stressful thing I've ever done in my life. (laughs) You know, I, I always, I thought, you know, that when I moved to Colorado, you know, I lost 80 something percent of my clientele because I was training people in person still. So that was the hardest thing I'd ever done. Well, looking back, it's easy as shit, right? And so then I had the challenge of moving the ATMs to dispensaries. You know, you got a lot of loophole laws. You got to get the ADA compliant and all these things, the financial company with the clearinghouse. It's a lot of things to work with. And that was the hardest thing I'd ever done, right? And then now looking back, that's, cake and so rightfully so the impulse was the hardest thing i'd ever fucking done uh every single day there was a new issue there was a new problem oh these plants are testing too hot jason what do we do uh okay you're gonna have to run through these three states you're gonna have to put an extra 800 miles on the clock oh wow you know just to go around because you know we know certain states and certain share certain departments and certain police departments certain Sheriff, they, they wouldn't let us through. They, we, we, they, they said, don't come through here. We're not about that, basically. And so we knew we couldn't do certain things. But it's, it's still so new and so misunderstood that even right now, it's just so dangerous, right? <laughs> and so I, I guess with, with the hemp haulers, it came from, like I said, mainly just trying to solve a problem. And that's yeah. all we did was solve problems i mean i woke up every morning knowing that i'd have three or four new problems to solve but at the end of the day that's that's really just that's that's what a ceo or a boss or a cfo or a manager that's what they do that's kind of part of it you know you got to pick your poison i guess you know
Yeah, man. You know, it's it's kind of like um, honestly, it's kind of like lifting weights. In a sense, like you're training yourself to say to recognize this is a fucking problem. It's not the end of the world. I've got to fucking solve no. it. And as as Biggie Small says, right? Mo money, mo problems. It doesn't get smaller. You just get better at handling your yeah. shit. And, right. Um, Dude, I can't even imagine waking up and, and having somebody call me and they're like, fuck, man, I've been driving for like 12 hours. Uh, I can't go through this state. You're like, hey, man, 800 more miles, bro. You got to go around. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, regularly, bro. Like, it was weekly. It wasn't a sometimes. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you're cool with meth, bro, because you're yeah. going to awake and fucking drive <laughs> and that it's funny you say that dude that was what i had to look out for with these truck drivers you'd be not dude i love truck drivers we need them like we need water air trees you name it but yeah. man there are a lot of cracked out methed out of all of uh, anyone in transportation pilots you name it there are some people out there that are that are really on that edge <laughs> I drive. I drive. Uh, I'm, I'm, I hang out in Vegas. I drive home. By the time I'm there, home, four and a half hours later, I am shot. I'm like, fuck Done. this. Done. These truck drivers are driving. Like, yep. Oh my god. They must. The only thing yep. I can think is like, man, you must really fucking hate talking to people because you are driving by yourself for so long. And yeah, I, I can only imagine there's only a few, few, you know, you, you, when you're on your 10th energy drink, it's not doing shit for you. So I can only imagine. Dude. <laughs> and there's so many things that's funny. There's so many things you don't see with any industry, obviously. Right. You know, you, you don't see like when you hire a painter to come paint your fucking house, you see him painting it. You don't see the 47 things he did behind the scenes that are paying the ass. Right. Right. And so because of that, you know, I've known, I've always, there's one thing my dad taught me when I was younger, he was real high in the military, real high rank. And he always said he, he'll never tell his men to do something he hasn't done or won't do himself. And I've stuck by that. I don't know why I've just stuck by that. So when I started the hemp haulers for the first six months, I was the only, I was the truck driver. Oh, so wow. I ran, yeah, I did the hot, I did it all myself. I taught myself everything. I ran the trucks, did the dispatch, ran Tribus, ran, you know, helped the guy that bought the ATM company with that. And it was a nightmare, but I learned <laughs> it is not for the faint of heart. This <laughs> driving, it'll drive you insane. You have to, you know, you're stuck. I have terrible ADD and I'm a very active person. You know, yeah. that that's why I'm good at being an entrepreneur. I can, I can go endless energy. But when you're stuck in a fucking driver's seat and you listen to seven Joe Rogan podcasts, you know, <laughs> you had three bangs and you're just like, oh, I've got six hours to go. Okay. All right. I got I, you. You, 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 <laughs> you become a different animal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, 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 but, it, but it was good for me because it gave me a sense of appreciation for the people that I was hiring. You know, when a guy would call me and be like, man, I'm just, I'm going to have to call tonight and get a hotel, man. I'd be like, yeah, no problem. No, no problem. I get it. You know what I mean? I completely understand. And not only, not only were you doing all these things, you know, you got to every hour or so you're checking your chains, you're checking your straps or you're checking, you know, your you have a, a ELD and electricity. So the government, the feds, they, they track you electronically. Now you plug it into your truck and they track you nonstop. So you can't, if you, if you try to cheat the rules, Two months later, they can be checking your ELD at a, at a at a you know at an inspection point and give you a fine for something you did eight weeks ago, you know. And so you, you can't you cannot slip up, you know. And uh, when you're doing all the, when you have all this going on, and then on top of that, you've got you know fifteen thousand pounds of sour diesel on your trailer, you know, and it smells <laughs> like it. You know what I mean? Dude, it is nerve wracking, man. Nerve wracking. It'll, it'll, <laughs> you crying? It'll, I'm telling you, bro, it'll get, it'll, it'll, uh, separate the men from the boys quickly. Yeah. It tore me up. I'll be honest. Okay. So, um, you, when we started talking, COVID was kind of in the, I would say, like, 
the home stretch. I mean, we're still not there yet, but it was kind of like yeah. started. It felt like we were right. kind of coming into the home stretch. Um, now you said COVID had kind of put a halt to some of that stuff, right? Yeah, I had. So when I'm, I moved down to Texas and we had five good guys that were running um, and I moved down to Texas. I was like, OK, I wasn't always caught up on the on trying to get 100 drivers and shit like that. At first, I always I was I was like, oh, more drivers, more money. And then I quickly understood that's not that's not what I wanted to do. Right. More money, but way less happiness and fulfillment. And so I, I moved to Texas to help start kind of build the fleet down here, be in the community be closer to home three hours from home as opposed to 18 or 15, whatever it was. And I moved down here, started building the fleet, got two Texas drivers, was a third potential one. They were about to get started. COVID hit. And when I tell you I lost every single driver in a week, no, that's not true. One guy held out for another week. One guy held out for another week. I mean, like I never, heard of or seen anything like it and you know you 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 have twenty thirty thousand dollars a month you're paying for insurance right and you can't just keep that going with no drivers right and so it was a financial financially wise decision to shut everything down as quickly as possible looking back i should have done even faster you know (laughs) so yeah it definitely brought a halt to everything definitely but but then the it's funny how things work out. A few months later, these hemp laws are changing more and more. They're busting more and more people. <laughs> it was just kind of like it was supposed to happen the way it did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was, it is what it is. That's funny you said that, man, because it, it is, um, I, I, you know, people, the, the question is, like, could, could you change, would you change anything, right? About your journey, about this, that. And um, if we're being realistic, if, if you like where you're at, right? Some people are, you know, living under a bridge and like, fuck, where'd I go wrong? But like, right. if you like where you're at or you like the, the path you're on, most people would say no, because like, I don't know, you know, you, you smash a fly like 10 years ago and you don't know what chain reaction that sets off in. in I believe you know, that. In the, right. I so, firmly believe that. Yeah. Things happen the way they need. They need to happen. Right. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, Okay. Coming to an end, this is a question I want to ask you. So not like, would you change anything? Because we, we just talked about that. But if you could give advice to younger Jason, right? You're a guy who, <laughs> who is getting your hands in on everything. You're actually really fucking smart. And um, and you're, how old are you? I'm 28. 28. Okay, so you're yeah. 28 years old. Uh, if you could give advice to younger Jason about you know, anything, anything at all that would you feel like would help you along this journey, what would you tell them? Help me along this journey? Oh, meditate. I know that's Ooh. cliche as shit. Talk to me about that. Take your fucking headphones out, turn off the computer, put the phone on do not disturb, and just be with your thoughts and let them race, let them do their thing. Let those 90% of scary, like most of my thoughts are like fearful, scary thoughts. That's, but I've learned it's most people. Let those, let them do that. Let their, let your brain do what it needs to do. Let it filter, let it sort itself out and do it on a daily fucking basis and don't stop doing it. That's what I would so tell you, myself. You meditate? Do you like meditate in the morning? I do not. It's not in the morning. I, I, I don't have a, I would like to do it in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's a disciplined thing, bro. Let's be honest. I could. Uh, no, I, I like to meditate. I like to meditate in different ways. I like to walk my dog. That's one of my mm. favorite ways to do it. Walk the dog. I'm a very, I want to be productive at all times, no matter what. Like when I'm sleeping, I want to be productive, right? Or I'm go crazy. So when I'm walking the dog, I'm getting exercise. My dog's getting exercise. I'm getting some sun, which is crucial to feeling good, you know, vitamin D. And so that's my favorite way of favorite way of doing it. But there's no getting there or set way. I think you have to do it. I'm not a professional. I'm not a master at this. I'm still new to this. But I, that's my favorite way to do it. Yeah, just a walk. I, I like that, man. I like that yeah. a lot. And- I do think that there, there's wisdom in, in you know, social media is, is like a gift and a curse. I mean, we're all able to make money from yeah. internet marketing and, 
all this shit, but it's like 99% of the shit from the news and other people. And it's just garbage in it. And yeah. it is, yeah. it's it is. You know, it's a fucking disconnect. And like you said, go for a walk or sometimes, yeah, you know, my favorite thing is, um, my wife, we always joke about this. She'd be like, Hey, could you go to the store and like get something? I'm like, absolutely. Absolutely. Drive, right. I, I, I drive to the store and like, I'll straight up just sit in the parking lot and I'll just sit there and just yeah. like, do nothing I'm like, <laughs> like a 10 minute trip man and i turn it into like a 30 minute trip because i'm just sitting there like ah. <laughs> you know? i need to just exist for a minute i exactly. live so i've always been like man tonight might be the last night you're comfortable in bed you might die tomorrow tonight you never know that's how I, i'm i'm a realistic i'm i try to be optimistic but i'm realistic you know and i realized that we're so small you might be alive for 50 to a set, maybe 70 years, you know, and that's, that's all you got. And I live, so I live fast. I live hard. I try to live, if you will, as much as possible. So sometimes, yeah, you just got to sit there and just whew, exist, you know, okay, I understand. Right. So here's my, here's my question for you. Ever since I started talking about the, the fitness stuff, yeah, I, I've been getting hit up. People are like, fuck man. Like, you know, how do, how do we get in contact with this guy? Like, I right. mean, literally, I get hit up all the time. So here's my question for you. Normally, I say, hey, where can people connect with so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. What's yeah. the easiest way to get a hold of you about what it is that you do? You know, custom meal plans, fitness, whatever. Where, how do they get a hold of you? What's the easiest way? Uh, I try to be pretty good at answering anything. You know, whether it's a DM on Instagram, you can go to Tribus Fit at Tribus Fitness. You can go to at Jason Lanes. You can message me there. Um, I, I'm actually, we're we're rebranding right now. And so my website is going to have a a newer contact form on there where you can, it it sends a text and an email to me directly, of course. And so, and I'm pretty good. I really am pretty good about answering those. So Tribus Fitness, T-R-I-B-U-S Fitness.com. You can reach me directly through there. Awesome. And we'll, yeah. of course, guys, we'll put it in the YouTube link, the podcast link. So you, if you're listening to this, you can just look below. It will have his link there. And um, definitely get in contact with him. Uh, if anything, dude, he's probably one of the funniest guys I've ever met, like as far as a podcast episode goes. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So uh, for those of you listening, obviously hit subscribe. We're on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Amazon Music, Spotify. Nice. And YouTube, of course. So with that, Jason, we definitely are going to have you back on here, man. This was this is so much damn fun. And uh, thank you for coming on, man. Man, thank you for having me. And I've got a little surprise for you. I'm going to be sending – we're coming out with an app, and I'm sending you the first pilot app here in a few days. Okay. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. I'm and I'm, I'm, I, really, I really appreciate you having me on here, man, really. Definitely, man. All right. Well, I'll hit you up soon. And um, this was this – was, uh, Dude, I'm telling you right now, I, I think I say this to everybody else. It's a lot of fun. This, <laughs> I never on, on an episode. This was hilarious. <laughs> I had a good time, man. All right, peace out. Later, bro.